Hey girlfriend, I'm so excited you're here. It's Katie Coverline, also known as KK. First off, um, I hope you can relate. I am a hot mess mom, <laughs> a wife who's trying to keep Jesus in the center of her marriage, and also a top earner in network marketing. So I love to talk about business and goals because hi, hello, that's what we're here for. We're here to grow, but also one of my favorite ways to grow is to dive into the word. It's to dive into scripture because there are so many surface level solutions in today's world. And sometimes we just need to run to the word and find our answers there. So I'm so happy you're here and enjoy today's episode. Girlfriend, hi, hello, happy Sunday. I'm recording in my bedroom closet, so we might get attacked by a one-year-old. Let's hope that we don't. I want to come to you today with scripture. I want to come to you today with what the Bible says about unswerving faith, because listen, I think one of the favorite tools the enemy uses against us, first off, one, he loves to defeat us. Have you ever noticed that? He loves to make us feel defeated. How does he do that? Girlfriend, he loves to pop in our minds frequently throughout our day. He loves to pop in our minds and tell us our vision will never happen, especially in entrepreneurship. He loves to make you feel unqualified. Don't worry. I know this is like, girlfriend, I don't want to hear this, but I want to get to the good part. So I need you to hold on and listen to all the ways the enemy tries to get in our head. Okay. He loves, like I said, to pop in our minds and make us feel like our vision will never happen, which that vision that God put in your heart, don't you think he wants to meet you halfway? Don't you think the Lord wants to see all of those gifts inside of you just flourish out of you and use your heart and your big vision to do so many things in the world? Um, you know, I don't think the world is changed by critics. I don't think the world is changed by negative people. I don't think the world is changed by people who are constantly judgmental and mean. I think the world is changed by people with good hearts. I think the world is changed by people who have the faith to, to tackle their vision and to do big, incredible, bold things to advance God's kingdom. And like I said, I don't think critics change the world and build God's kingdom. So I need you to hold on to that vision and know that you were planted that vision in your heart for a reason. And even though the time hasn't come and you haven't seen it flourish, I need you to hold on to the faith because the enemy loves to make us feel unqualified. <laughs> by reminding us all the ways we're not good enough. And I and I laugh when I say these things because they're funny to me now. I'm like, really? Go back to 2014, 2015, Katie, and the enemy lived in my mind all the time. Comparison mode, making me feel like I'm not qualified. Now, I know how to tackle him. Like when my feet hit the floor, he's like, oh snap, Katie's up. This is not good. That's not good because I know she's going to drown me out with worship. I know she's going to drown me out and take care of her body today. I know she's about to go get in a good workout, listen to a good playlist and be in a good move, do a Facebook live and change all the lives. He doesn't have control over me anymore. And it is the most freeing feeling. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't get in my head. He does. Like I said, he loves to make us feel unqualified by reminding us of all the ways we're not good enough. Isn't that awful? It's like, listen, we got enough negative energy on the news. I don't need the enemy creeping up in my mind at nine in the morning when I'm at home with my babies telling me I'm not good enough. Yeah, I gotta go. Bye. He loves to get in our head. I love this one. He loves to get in our head right before we click submit. 
or post or we hit the live button because of the fear and judgment of other people. Isn't that awful? I'm low-key kind of jealous of like biblical times when I read my Bible because I'm like, okay, these people... I mean, I know they didn't have electricity. I know they like wore Jesus sandals and lived in little shacks, but they got to go and they got to see Jesus preach on a hill. Can you imagine for a second? They got to go in like Jesus in the Bible. He always, always, always preached on hills. It was like his thing. And I'm like, in today's world, we're scared to hit a submit button. We're scared to go live. We're scared to share our heart when in reality, yeah, they didn't have all the platforms and social media back then. But they got to see Jesus perform miracles. Can you imagine that for a second? And can I tell you something? Jesus ain't done. Like that's his, like that's his like cup of tea. That is what he does. He performs miracles. And even though those miracles back then were healing people from the dead, bringing people back to life, healing the sick, those that same God who performed miracles back then is the exact same God who can perform miracles in your heart. Miracles, miracles of encouragement, miracles of faith, miracles of confidence. Our miracles don't always have to be like, oh my gosh, look at this big, insane, crazy thing God did. Sometimes it's waking up and being like, wow, that thing I've been praying about for three months, I don't feel the weight on my shoulders anymore. Wow, that person I used to be very upset with and feel a grudge towards is released and I have nothing but love over them. Sometimes that is what God performs in us. Those miracles matter because they heal us. They make us better people. And I don't know about you, girl, but I'm 30. And when I picture my life when I'm 40 and I'm 50, I don't want people to know me for what my body looks like. I don't want people to know me for my net worth. I want people to know me because of the way I brought them closer to God. I want them to know, whoo, I'm emotional. I'm a yellow personality, if you don't know me. Um, I want women to know that you're, you're goodness, how do I get this out? Your confidence in who you are doesn't always have to be surface level. In this world we live in where the content you absorb matters, girl. I can't be getting on my Instagram and my whole explore page be filled with size zero models with a Nike you know, jumpsuit that would literally fit my one-year-old daughter and their eyebrows are perfect. Their skin is perfect. Everything's perfect. You look at their closet and I'm like, oh my gosh, that closet is worth more than my whole life. And then all of a sudden we feel trapped and it's like, are we good enough? Honey, I don't know about you, but the Bible doesn't say anything about like, all right, go and look your absolute best to change the world. Go and look your absolute best and advance my kingdom. You know what the Bible does tell us? This Bible verse was on my dry erase board in my old house for about a solid three years. It's Romans chapter five, verses three through five. And it says, not only doing so, or sorry, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Love that word, by the way. Perseverance produces character. Character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Now, let's tackle this verse real quick. We glory in our sufferings. 
the struggle, the financial struggle, the confidence struggle, the struggle of everyday life to feel like a good mom when you have to go hide in your closet and cry because you're like, God, am I really supposed to raise these humans? Because I'm really overwhelmed and stressed out. Like, do I have to do it every day? Like, can't this just be like a five day a week thing? Like, do I have to do this every single day? He's equipped you for every good work he has planned. I will say that over and over again. Whenever I start to feel overwhelmed in my life, I tell myself to whom much is given, much is required. And he has equipped me for every good work. So if he wants me to raise three babies, he's going to equip me to raise three babies. If he wants me to run a million dollar business, he's going to equip me to run a million dollar business. If he wants me to do X, Y, and Z, he's already equipped me, but I have to develop that equipness. How is that equipness? Is that a word, equipness? Can we make it up? How is it developed? Through our suffering, sis. Through our perseverance, through our character that that gives us hope. These things are built in the trenches. And Instagram, your Instagram bio feed is the furthest thing from the trenches. You look at these people and it's like, oh my gosh, like, how do you look like that? How do you always show up like this? Can I tell you something? Your secret sauce that you're looking for is you. It's in your relationship with Jesus because even if you went and you got something cosmetic done, girl, I got hair extensions and I love them because after my second baby, I was like bald. I'm like, oh my God, I can't leave my house. I want to cry. Why does my hair look like this? Those cosmetic things are fine. But if all of our confidence is in cosmetic and it's not in our relationship with Jesus, we're going to run empty. We're going to run dry. We are meant to run to him. We are not meant, meant to run to alcohol and toxic relationships and all of these things that don't give us glory, that give us what, five minutes of praise? Honey, we, we are meant to run to him. Jesus's love is welcoming. Remember how we started this off and talked about the, the enemy and how he loves to attack us? All of that energy is so bad. Like, ew, devil, you ain't got nothing good for me. It might look good, but it's going to lead to destruction. It might look tempting, but it's not my purpose. Versus God's love is welcoming. Jesus' love is inviting and encouraging. And like I said, Jesus' teachings... He teaches us things about hope and character and perseverance and unswerving faith and patience. The enemy back in the day when Romans, Romans 5, 3 through 5 was on my dry erase board, do you know how many times the enemy would get in my mind? Because I'd be like, wait, hold up. What? I've been here for three years, God. Why are all these other women experiencing the things I want to, to, to have now? I'm working hard. I'm doing everything I should. Why is it not my turn? God was doing something in me that I couldn't see at the time. And what was that? He was building my perseverance. Seven years deep in network marketing, that's the secret sauce. It's not anything flashy. It's not having the greatest of the greatest. It's perseverance. Once you master perseverance, you can tackle anything the enemy wants to throw your way. The enemy hates when spiritual women make a bunch of money. He hates it. And I used to get in my head and think, oh my gosh, I'm a Christian woman. I'm not worthy of, of a five-figure month. And now I'm like, enemy, sit down. You think I'm dangerous now? I got to go show all these other women how to make five figures a month. Not because of what their closet can look like, but how, how, how much of a blessing can they be for other women to show them what's possible? How much of a blessing can they be to their community? What's it like to be in a grocery store and you see the person in front of you have to put five things back and you're like, oh wait, 
let me take care of that for you because you don't even have to check your bank account in the moments you feel called to give. It's not about fighting for the perfect Instagram squared life. It's not, a, it's not about that. And that's why I low-key said, I'm kind of jealous of these people back in the day when they lived in tents and shacks and they got to walk around in their Jesus sandals. They didn't really have, they didn't have a comparison mode in their hand. Maybe when they went into their little like Nazareth and Jerusalem towns, but they didn't have comparison at their fingertips. We do. Honey, you got to pick yourself up. You know, in my Bible study, you know what I constantly see repeated from Jesus? This is insane. Like it's when he healed the man from um, the Bethesda pool. There was a man who laid there for 38 years and Jesus came over and healed him. And you know what his first words were? Get up and pick up your mat. So many times when Jesus saw people who lost their faith, their health, he literally looked at them and he's like, get up. Like if I could quote how many times I've read Jesus say, get up in the Bible, I don't even know if I'd be able to do it. Get up, get up, get up. Sis, I want you to get up. I want you to stop putting your confidence in surface level things. I want you to hit the submit button and the live button and fight for your dang vision. Who cares if it takes five years, 10 years? You're going to show your kids what it's like to wake up every single day. And mommy built that. Mommy started that nonprofit. Mommy built this in our community. And look at all the people that are get to be blessed. Can you stop chasing surface level approval and just kick it up a notch with your unswerving faith? Girlfriend, you got, you got things to do. You have visions to build. You have people to bless and you can't do that when you're full of fear. I'm literally dancing in a row right now. You cannot do that when you're full of fear. Soak that in. You can do it when you're full of the Holy Spirit. You can do it when you're full of Jesus. You can do it when you're full of all of the things that the Bible says about us. You can't do it when you're listening to the enemy. Okay? Get you that unswerving faith, girl. You deserve it. Hope you have a good rest of your week. I'll talk to you guys later.